0: Hi, everybody. I'm Scott. Hello, I'm Julie. And this is a Good Story is Hard to Find podcast.
1: Where two Catholic friends talk about the books and movies they love and the traces of the one reality that lie below the surface.
0: Yeah. And hey, I did this portrait. Of you, and I'm going to send it on and down to Dallas, and uh, I hope you like it.
1: Did you invest it with so much of your artistic ability that it's almost lifelike? (laughs) Oh, no, you should want it to be shown because it's your finest work. Yes, indeed. I feel like it's going to show my inner secrets, so no, I'm going to hide it.
0: (laughs) Well, good. No one gets to
1: see that stuff.
0: Oh, man. The portrait, or not the portrait, the picture of Dorian Gray... Um, is the subject today and what a book this was, man. Um, at first I was like, what, what did you pick? (laughs) As I'm reading this book, it's by uh, Oscar Wilde published in, um, 1890. So there was a novella first and then a novel version. And that's what I read. I don't know.
1: The novella, I think, maybe just recently, has been published again. But okay. from what I read, it was serially published, right? Uh-huh, yeah,
0: and In it was.
1: Oh <laughs> Lippin, yes, that's Lippincott's
0: right. Monthly Magazine says Wikipedia. You don't think of
1: that yeah. You just think of them as being a book publisher. But um, when, and we won't talk about Oscar Wilde much again until later, I think maybe. Mm. But um, but when it was put into book form, he added a few chapters. And uh, added the preface and took out a lot of explicit comments about things mm-hmm. that happen in the book. Indeed, I think that was probably wise. <laughs> um, we we know what's going on,
0: we mm-hmm. we clearly it. know what's going on. Yeah, no,
1: <laughs> it's it's really obvious. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite parts of the book. Yeah. I we could talk about that later. <laughs> it's like the yeah. litany of people who he has ruined, but anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh. Yeah, so the book is the final form of it, and that's what everybody reads. Okay. I'm glad you liked it. Mm -hmm. I have to say the first part of the book is always a bit of a slog for me, too.
0: Yeah, it was. It was, uh, you know, extremely vain people um, just talking to each other about these worldviews, these specific, you know, ways of living. And I was like, wow, is there going to be any good people in this book, you know? Just extremely vain, um you know, youth without youth, life is nothing um, mm, really, mm-hmm. really difficult ways and beauty of life is
1: everything beauty beauty is experiencing everything, yeah. the sensual and and sensual meaning, um not just we these days we would think of it as being sexual,
2: mm, that's yeah. of
1: course the thing they're talking about, but they're also really talking about the senses, yeah, so feeling the warm breeze scent scents that are in the air. Mm. Um, The beautiful clouds in the sky. And so there's also a lot of description at the beginning Mm. of, for example, Lord Harry, when before he meets Dorian, or when he's first talking to Dorian, he's out there and it spends a lot of time describing how while he was talking, he was observing the clouds and the blue sky, Mm. Mm. butterfly and the flowers. And Mm. this is all part of... um, uh, a certain philosophy of life mm-hmm. that was being espoused by certain people at the time. Yeah, called uh, it was called aestheticism, or later it became called the Decadent Movement. Yeah, and part of,
0: aesthetic, uh, um aestheticism. Yeah. And did asceticism? I say it right? No, I think you said it right. But yeah, it's, okay. it's funny how close it is to asceticism, which is, you know, minimal minim- minimizing stuff. Oh, and, and, yes. Oh, uh, that's funny. It's even put down in the book. You know, it's actually mentioned. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. People who yeah. do that, there's something wrong with them.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: Right. But yes, this is experience everything just for what it is mm. and not for the deeper meaning that a lot of people like to invest it with. And of course, yeah, they're yes, writing during it. Victorian times. Or, I don't know when she died, but right around then. So, um, or after, during, I don't know. Anyway, Victoria had been a big influence. And so, a lot of things at the time were told with a moral in mind. Hmm. And you were getting a lot of messages sent to you in your <laughs> books and your art and your plays and your everything. And so, this movement was like, forget that.
2: Yeah. Nothing we but want to just enjoy excess, things for what yeah. they are. <laughs> right.
1: So the preface of the book is not very long, but Oscar Wilde at, at the very end of it, I believe, says, "You know, this book is just a story. This art doesn't mean anything. It's just here." <laughs> and that wasn't in the serialized version,
0: right? Yeah, and so, it's uh, it, in my copy. It was a preface,
1: so oh, it's what, did it, it? what yeah. you read
0: first. It's it's your welcome yeah. to this piece of work yeah <laughs> the and very when last you, line is all art is quite useless
1: that's it mm-hmm. and that's the essence of the decadence movement the aestheticism movement mm. all these things should just be lived in the moment and don't worry about it and of course um the book we're really jumping the gun here mm-hmm. but this book by him starting off saying that everybody at the time would have known first of all who wrote it mm. he was a very big figure and second of all what he was talking about and then this beginning part that is so tedious to you and me and uh in some ways like that is kind of setting the scene for this is who these people are
2: yeah and how they mm-hmm. think
1: about it and it's all about being clever and mm-hmm. you know little witticisms and enjoying <laughs> these fine things and yeah you know
0: yeah, Living your yeah. emotions. <laughs> yeah, so. Upon my word, Basil, I didn't know you were so vain. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he, he says, um, in the church, let's see, but in, in the church, they don't think. A bishop keeps on saying at the age of 80 what he was told to say when he was a boy of 18. And as a natural consequence, he always looks absolutely delightful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm uh, sure that's Lord Harry.
0: Yeah, yeah yep that and that's really is. funny
1: when you say that because mm-hmm. Lord Harry is is always busy in this book telling people what to do in a very humorous way mm. just dropping these hints of here's something you could do that's scandalous or not conventional or all the things, but he himself doesn't seem to do those things <laughs> you know, he's just that's a
0: good point, yeah
1: yeah no mm-hmm. he's he's just a pot stirrer to yes. see what will happen so and if, unfortunately he gets a hold of dorian and dorian is just this innocent so really quickly let me just uh yeah. i think everybody knows the plot so yeah I'm and going it, to make- i
0: i got to say i thought that i knew the plot but again oh. you know like every book i read that i think that i know that i've never read
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> there's
0: some significant differences you know so for okay. me what i okay. what i knew the picture of dorian gray before i read it was that there was a portrait that aged and the character Dorian Gray did not age. But there's more to it than that.
1: Well, it's kind of like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in that Mm -hmm. way of you think you know what's going on, but there's more going on. Um, And there's much more going on in this than I think in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde because Oscar Wilde is, he's not, Trying to reinvent a new novel, he's just kind of thinking over and telling a story about this kind of the way to living like this as these people espouse, and what are the consequences of it? You know, mm-hmm. to yeah. a person. And um, so, yeah, it's it's what you say. It's and that's kind of what everyone knows. And I'm sure there have been numerous movies, and it's kind of a byword. But yeah, so um, Basil is it Hallward. Is a, a pretty good artist, I think, and he's one of he's, It opens up, and he's just painted this amazing portrait. And his friend Lord Harry comes over, and um, he's talking about the the Basil is talking about the subject of the portrait, and he says, "I painted him as this character historically. I painted him in this pose. I painted him, but this is the first thing I've ever done that's just him. And somehow, I my art has." has really just outdone itself. I really feel like I put a part of myself into it. (laughs) Yeah. So already you're getting a sense this is a very, very unique portrait. And then um, uh, when Dorian comes along, Dorian Grace, who he did it of, and when Dorian comes along, he sees the portrait, and he's like, oh, yeah, they're just like, see how beautiful you are, says Basil. (laughs) And he's like, I guess – I am beautiful. I never thought about it before. And you're just thinking, this must be the most innocent, pure person on the face of the planet. Because everybody who sees him, I guess, just is knocked over by his gorgeous looks. Yeah, yeah. And um, But he is so taken with the portrait that he then later says, um, I wish I would always... I I wish I could always look like this.
0: Yeah. I don't want to think
1: about getting old.
0: Right. He, rather than be amazed and happy at his beauty, it's like he's confronted with his beauty and then is suddenly afraid of losing it. Right? Mm -hmm. So he becomes sad. (laughs) You know, so it, I mean, he goes through all these emotions very quickly, but it's like he went from, well, this is amazing to, oh my gosh, someday I'm not going to be this. Right. And, uh, wow. What a way to live. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah.
0: It, it, it's and that way never... with possessions of all kinds, right? You know, beauty or money or whatever. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. when you have it, you're just afraid to lose it. Um,
1: yeah. yeah, you're right, and you have to have find a way to have a balance that you can appreciate it, but not be that attached to it. Right, that right. Losing it will make you turn into Dorian Gray. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because he at some point he just says, uh, I wish that the portrait could age, and I'd never age. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's no devil or anything around, but it's as if maybe Basil had a little magic, and Dorian yeah. had a little magic, <laughs> and suddenly that's the way it's going to be. He doesn't realize it yet. Yeah. But that's, so that's the essence of why the bit of the story that we all know is that the portrait will age and he will not.
2: Mm -hmm. And,
1: um, but more than that, it, it shows, and I think most people know this too. It shows the state of his soul. It reflects who he really is. That's
0: the part that I didn't know.
1: Right. And so I hope I haven't spoiled that for anyone. It's, it's, Evident fairly soon, I think. (laughs) Uh, I I,
0: I feel like we're well, it's like, you know, spoiling the picture of Dorian Gray. It's such a classic. Yeah, It's
1: hard to do. It's hard to do. Yes. And yeah, Mm. so the thing that also really sets us in motion is that Lord Harry is kind of acting like the devil on his shoulder. Mm. And he's so interested in Dorian and the fact that he seems to be so untouched by the things around him that Lord Harry will bring things up and Dorian will go, what an interesting idea. <laughs> and then he'll just absorb it and it'll kind of change how he thinks about everything.
0: Yeah. It's so almost like he's just in okay. complete control, you know?
1: Oh, Lord but, Harry. Yeah. 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 He's got fact, the
0: Kavorka. Right. I mean, he's, uh, well, it's from Seinfeld. It's, it's just the, yeah, but he, he can control. It's like, you know, super uh, charismatic or whatever. Um, but he's just everybody's puppets.
1: Yes. Let's see. There was a part that, okay. So hold on one second. Um, Yeah, so in here, there's a part where Lord Harry is talking about, um, gosh, a whole lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So much stuff, it's hard to really sum it up. Dorian's standing for the last bit of the portrait. (laughs) And then Lord Harry is talking about, um, he says, I believe that if one man were to live out his life fully and completely, were to give form to every feeling, expression to every thought, reality to every dream... I believe that the world would gain such a fresh impulse of joy that we would forget all the maladies of medievalism and return to the Hellenic ideal, to something finer, richer than the Hellenic ideal it may be. (laughs) But the bravest man among us is afraid of himself. So he goes on talking like this, on and on and on. And um, Mm -hmm. uh, he kind of ends up this long speech with, you, Mr. Gray, you yourself, with your rose-red youth, and your rose-white boyhood, you have had passions that have made you afraid, thoughts that have filled you with terror, daydreams and sleeping dreams, whose mere memory might stain your cheek with shame. Stop, faltered Dorian Gray, stop, you bewilder me. I don't know what to say. There is some answer to you, but I cannot find it. Don't speak, let me think, or rather, let me try not to think. (laughs) For nearly ten minutes he stood there motionless with parted lips and eyes strangely bright. He was dimly conscious that entirely fresh influences were at work within him, yet they seemed to him to have come really from himself. The few words that Basil's friend had said to him, words spoken by chance no doubt and with wilful paradox in them, had touched some secret chord that had never been touched before, but that he felt was now vibrating and throbbing to curious pulses. So then he goes on thinking about it. And it says, with his subtle smile, Lord Harry, Henry. I keep saying Lord Harry. <laughs> it's Lord Henry. Mm-hmm. My apologies, everyone. Well, I, Lord I think Henry. They, I
0: think they call him Harry sometimes. Oh,
1: it's thank goodness. It's like a goodness. nickname
0: or something. But yeah.
1: Thank you for saving me on that. You are mm-hmm. a true friend. Okay. <laughs> with his subtle smile, Lord Henry watched him. He knew the precise psychological moment when to say nothing. He felt intensely interested He was amazed at the sudden impression that his words had produced and remembering a book that he had read when he was 16, a book which had revealed to him much that he had not known before. He wondered whether Dorian Gray was passing through a similar experience. He had merely shot an arrow into the air. Had it hit the mark? How fascinating the lad was. So, yeah, he's just he's just um, playing around. Yep. He doesn't necessarily believe all that stuff. He just says all that stuff to see what people will say and do in response.
0: Yeah. Which is, yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's a hell of a person right there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. He's a very, very bad person. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what he is is, uh, yeah, he's a careless troublemaker because mm-hmm. he doesn't take anything seriously himself. So he just takes his pleasure in pushing people in different directions yeah
0: yeah i highlighted just a little sentence it says he would seek to dominate him meaning lord henry uh, to dorian Mm -hmm. he had already indeed half done so he would make that wonderful spirit his own so yeah he was he was all over it (laughs) yeah just incredible yeah
1: and later on, at some point, much later in the book, it just it does say that he he will just watch Dorian without really feeling anything for what mm. Dorian's going through, yep, you know, so yeah. he really is that um, that devilish figure who offers all the temptations but doesn't himself want to take part in any of mm. it. He's just seeing what he can do <clears throat> to you,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's that's well put. It's it's vile. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And Basil, on the other hand, is genuinely good. He's not very directed, because he's yeah. not part of anything that gives him direction other than his art and his friendships. And it's so weird that he's friends with Lord Harry Henry. <laughs> it is because it's yeah. like it's like you know the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other. Well, <laughs> but they're pals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: they are, um, and it was really interesting to me that. Um, Basil did not want him to meet Dorian.
2: Yes. You know, he's, he
0: said it was there at the beginning. He's like, I don't want you to meet this guy. You'll I do ruin not him. want yeah. that. Yeah. And then of course he did.
1: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> yep. And in fact, Basil is the one who introduced him. So, yeah.
1: Well, all he had to do was say that and mm-hmm. Lord Henry was going to stick around. Oh forever. yeah.
0: Yeah. He's in. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yep. Dorian Gray. So yeah, so the rest of the book is, um, now once that connection's been made, some type of amazing connection with the painting, um, mm-hmm. then Dorian Gray starts to live his life and then he, he discovers something, you know, which is what you said. The book for me, it changed, you know, so I'm reading it and I'm going, what on earth? What on earth? <laughs>
1: Why and did then, Julie pick this book?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then Dorian Gray meets uh, Sybil Vance, I believe is her name. Is oh, that I thought right? it was Vane. Vane yeah. is right. Vane is right. Okay. okay. Sybil Vane. Is Sybil right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sybil is right. Okay. So um so yeah, he meets her and she's an actress, and he falls immediately in love and is just completely smitten. And in very short time they're engaged. And um,
1: then he's really pure love. Yeah, I mean when he's talking to Lord Henry, Lord Henry's making fun of it, and Dorian is like, "Oh, you just shut up right now. You can't talk about our love that way. Our love yeah. is real. Yeah. She is a goddess. It is the most
0: amazing s- thing ever. Yeah. yeah.
1: When yeah. you see her acting in this, it's a it's a low class Shakespearean theater, <laughs> and everybody in it's awful, but she is astounding.
0: Yes, yeah, and she is. Absolutely amazing, and um, then he goes to a show that she was putting on. She she has a terrible day, but on purpose. <laughs> so she 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 acts, and everybody's like, "Wow, she can't act at all." Is this well, is who you fell in love with? You know and all this stuff.
1: Yeah, and it's really not even a terrible day. What it is is that what you realize she's an actress. But she actually wasn't really a great actress in the way that Dorian thought because she's now in love with him and she believes he's in love with her. So she now knows she, later on, he's like, you were terrible. And she's like, well, before all the Shakespeare was so real, all mm-hmm. the love or the, any emotions that were expressed in you know the play, I really felt them. They were there. So, she was responding to what she was feeling in the play. Mm -hmm. Well, and then she says, but now I know what true love is. I could see all that stuff was false.
0: Right, right. So, see,
1: she was going through saying the lines, but she didn't believe it anymore. So, what you find out is she wasn't a good actress. (laughs) It's she herself who is just being herself. Mm. And Dorian then is like... Well, that's it. We're through. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's just in, like what? In the most horrible way. Unbelievable. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. Ah, yeah. Unbelievable. He dumps her like crazy. I mean. Yeah.
1: It's just, just drops like, her like a hot potato, holy man.
0: Holy smokes. Yeah. Yeah. Holy smokes.
1: And no real explanation other than, you know, you're not the actress I thought you were. Forget mm-hmm. it. We're done. Yeah. And she is sobbing and the poor girl. And so, um, and then later... The next day, he finds out she's committed suicide. And, oh, it just sounded like the worst way, drinking this, Mm. like, uh, something they use in the theater. So maybe paint or just something awful that would poison her in a horrible way. And just, oh, But the thing that's interesting about it, so Sybil is an actress, and Dorian falls in love with who she's pretending to be.
0: Mm. But he's
1: the one who's actually... Pretending, isn't he?
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. The whole
1: book, he's later, after Mm -hmm. this, he's the actor.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: And so, um, people are falling in love with who he's pretending to be, even though underneath he's very different. Mm -hmm. So, it's kind of this parallel between um, the two people. People think he's good because of his looks and because he pretends to be. Right. but but he's but they don't love him because that's when Basil comes back and I'm skipping ahead a little. but Basil comes back at one point and says, "Dorian, what is this everybody saying about you? <laughs> Fathers won't leave their daughters alone with you, and then there's all these young men and there's this string of young men where he's like, this guy killed himself. This guy went crazy. This person Mm is now drug addict. This person is, and you're just, that's when you're like, Oh, I know some of the stuff that got taken out of the book. (laughs) I know why they're all acting like this. Mm -hmm. But, um, so yeah. And it's funny because he's doing, he's better at acting than she was. He was genuine while they were dating, you know, when he thought she was a good actress But he's a better actor than she ever was. Hmm. Because even though people know who he is, they ignore it because of his good looks and the way he can pretend to be who he is.
0: But you're right. They're both putting on masks, you know. Yes. Um, So he fell in love with something that wasn't right or wasn't true. And then he's becoming untrue the rest of the book. Right. But, But another interesting thing is he he decided that he was in love with her and was going to go back and get her back yes. before he found out that she killed herself. And that's an yes. interesting point too. But right, but right awful. after the, the great dumping,
1: <laughs> yes, <go ahead. laughs> um, yes. he went go home
0: ahead. and his picture had altered and this, it was really cool. Um, so it says, finally he came back, went over to the picture and examined it. In the dim, arrested light that struggled through the cream-colored silk blinds, the face appeared to him to be a little changed. The expression looked different. One would have said that there was a touch of cruelty in the mouth. It was certainly strange. And this is when, you know, he concludes rather quickly that, oh, this is showing me my sin. And he actually concludes that right here. He's like, oh, okay, um... But it is amazing. <laughs> but but then from there he he starts to uh, be different. You know, it's almost as if um, he believes that he's immune to sin um, because the picture is taking it all on. And then there's like this whole montage that lasts for pages and pages of him doing this incredibly s- crazy stuff. You know, amazing decadent stuff, right? right? For pages and pages, while he grows, and I think that the, we, he, the story's picked up again. He's like 38 years old, yeah, something like that.
1: But yeah. it's so well
0: done. I mean, I, I was really captured. Now it was like, I'm reading it. I'm just like, wow, this is. I mean, this this the, his writing is just amazing. Constantly doing a sentence that you're like, oh, I gotta highlight that one. <laughs> you know, he's just so good at these quips and you know one or two sentence things that are just put something so incredibly well. Uh, I
1: have so many markers in my book yeah, for the same reason.
0: Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> lots of highlights. And then this picture, just just the descriptions of that picture, it's just, um, just amazing. You know. It says, you know, yet it was watching him. He's talking about the picture with its beautiful marred face and its cruel smile. So already it's marred, even though it's tiny, Mm -hmm. tiny difference. But he's seeing it as this marred thing now. It's like it's not even beautiful anymore with just a little slight change, you know. Um, Amazing. A sense of infinite pity, not for himself, but for the painted image of himself came over him.
1: Yeah, because I think it's later. This is when he's he's suddenly worried that, like, his servant is going to see it. Mm-hmm. He's put it behind a screen at this point. And he's afraid the servant is going to see it, so he's going to take it up to the schoolroom and lock it in. Yeah. Nobody will see it but him. And it um, says, uh, Was the face on the canvas viler than before? It seemed to him that it was unchanged, and yet his loathing of it was intensified. Gold hair, blue eyes, and rose red lips—they were all there. It was simply the expression that had altered. That was horrible in its cruelty. In its cruelty, compared to what he saw in it of censure or rebuke, how shallow Basil's reproaches about Sybil Vane had been! How shallow, and of what little account! His own soul was looking out at him from the canvas and calling him to judgment. A look of pain came across him, and he flung the rich pall over the picture. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. he um, is. It's interesting because before that point, so you were reading from the beginning part mm-hmm. of when he first notices it, and I'm reading after he's like, well, we got to hide this away. It's looking too gross. <laughs> um, yeah. He has been doing all these things and watching the picture, and his relationship with the picture is interesting because. I was just struck when you said he came home and went and looked at the picture. (laughs) I
2: was like, all
1: right, I forgot. Mm -hmm. Here's this fantastic looking picture of me. I'm going to go look at it some more just because I look wonderful here. And I'm just like, oh, man. But then he sees that it's a little, you know, looking not so great. But he's enjoying at one point doing all these things and then coming back and gloating over the picture. And watching it, yeah, yeah. And he just, and he'll, then he'll go off and do something else and come back and see what it did to the picture. And just go, ha, 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 essentially. <laughs> yeah. And yep. it's, it's what you're saying. It's, he thinks it doesn't really affect him, but yet on some level he knows it does. Yeah,
0: for sure. And I have a nice explanation here, you know, when he, when he realizes exactly what it is and then resolves to do better. Okay. Um, so he says, um, it had altered already and would alter more. Its gold would wither into gray. Its red and white roses would die. For every sin that he committed, a stain would fleck and wreck its fairness. But he would not sin. The picture, changed or unchanged, would be to him the visible emblem of conscience. He would resist temptation. He would not see Lord Henry any more. Would not, at any rate, listen to those subtle poisonous theories that in Basil Hallward's garden had first stirred within him the passion for impossible things. He would go back to Sybil Vane, make her amends, marry her, try to love her again. Yes, it was his duty to do so, and um, you know. But this is right before he knew that she had killed mm-hmm. killed herself. Yeah. And then after you know that, that event, off into decadence he
1: went. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yep. It's
1: like well, too bad. And he mm-hmm. felt nothing really when she died. I no,
0: think. it was odd, you know.
1: Yeah. So his love really had been genuine, but so shallow. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess that's why, because you felt like when he was doing that, the picture should have changed back some. He had these noble feelings. Mm -hmm. But it didn't.
0: Yeah, it didn't.
1: And that happens toward the end of the book, too, where he's been dallying with some village girl who really loves him. And then he says, you know what? I am not going to be that person I'm going to change and become good, hmm. and so he he breaks it off. He doesn't do a trifle with her anymore, and he comes. He goes right back home and looks at the picture, and it's just the same. And he's like, "Oh no, it's even worse again." <laughs> and this is it's a pretty bad picture because this is toward the end of the book. Yeah, but yeah. it's because he goes. He suddenly realizes, "Oh wait a minute, this is because I only did that." To make the picture better. Mm. I didn't do it because I really cared about her or the fact that she needed this. I did it to make myself <laughs> feel better. Yeah. And he's like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, you know? And I'm just looking at this and I'm thinking, this is such a perfect example of <laughs> examination of conscience.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: You know, well, I did this for all the right reasons, God. <laughs> you know, you're making excuses. You're going, look, this good thing I did. <laughs> and if you're really kind of honest or will kind of just reflect and let God get through to you in some way,
0: mm-hmm.
1: well, yes. Then you realize, oh, there's this other thing I hadn't thought about.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yep. Lots of lots of deception. But mm-hmm. yeah, this, I, I like connecting it to the examination of conscience, you know. Just a picture on the wall. You come home and you look at it and say, darn, got to go to confession. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) That's not right. Look at his, look at his smile. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. The cruelty and the smile, the dissipation that's shown from the way he lives, you know, as his figure changes and the (coughs) blotches on the skin or whatever from, you know, drug use and all these Mm -hmm. things.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's mm.
1: really like the, I guess thinking of him coming home and looking at that picture all the time, it's like the <laughs> daily examine.
0: Oh, so I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, yep, the daily examine, right. Sorry, I just noticed something in my text that suddenly sent me another direction. Um, it, was, yeah. it was Harry that pulled him away from actually grieving for for uh, Sybil. <gasps> so he he was like, you know, it's very tragic and all this stuff and. Yeah. He comes to the conclusion, so I've murdered her, right? I murdered her as surely as if I had cut her myself. And then um, here's Harry, <laughs> Lord Henry. Mm-hmm. Good resolutions are useless attempts to interfere with scientific laws. Their origin is pure vanity. The result is absolutely nil. They give us now and then some of those luxurious, sterile emotions that have a certain charm for the weak. That's all that can be said for them. They're simply checks that men draw on a bank where they have no account. And uh, off Harry, uh, off Dorian goes. Word Henry. Harry, have come so much on. To answer
1: for yes. <laughs> uh
0: uh yep. yep.
1: But on the other hand, how do you form yourself then, so that those things don't?
0: Well, yeah, Same. it was, it was like, you know, moments earlier, Dorian was like, I'm not going to listen to Lord Henry anymore. He knows exactly, he knows yeah. exactly that this guy is, is poison. In fact, he used the word poisonous. Mm-hmm. So then, um, but he went right back, you know? So mm-hmm. it, it's this fooling of ourselves, this, this, uh, I don't know, the, the easy path, right? You know, I guess that's this it. is telling us what the easy thing is. This is what i want to hear and yeah you know what that's an easier path it's it's like um you know people that keep telling us christians that you know what we do is for comfort and it's easier but <laughs> but we know that what yeah. we have is the cross you know yeah we've got to carry that thing and um but it it's sinful for him to be listening to to lord henry in the first place cuz he knows he knows he shouldn't be
1: yeah he doesn't have the resolve the mm-hmm. backbone, so to speak, yeah. to so,
0: do it. Right. So he goes from, you know, oh, what am I going to do? You know, she died and and I loved her once is what he said. He didn't say, I, I love her now. Right. He says, I right. love her once. It feels like a long time ago, but it was yesterday, <laughs> you know, right. and um, it's just like, man, you know, just flying through this stuff.
1: Uh. And then as it goes, of course, we see that, for one thing, Lord Henry's always around with the perfect little horrible thing to push him in another direction, but he grows to love evil mm. you know yeah. he, and what he loves, of course, as we mentioned before, is he loves looking at the effects on the portrait, but he's untouched mm. but that's the thing where it comes back to it doesn't matter that he looks so good, which is a tendency that we all have now too, is somebody looks attractive, you want to believe them mm. And you think they're, they're good, they're better yeah. than somebody who's not as attractive.
0: Absolutely, yep.
1: Yeah, it's just a natural human tendency. And so he's taking advantage of that, but still, here's all the things that people are saying that have seen his actions. Mm. You know, they won't leave their daughters with him. All these young men have had their lives ruined. <laughs> uh. And so Basil, poor Basil, oh, what an end. <laughs> oh.
0: Yeah. Basil. Wow. Yeah. You know, and Basil does seem like a pretty good person. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: It gets then, to him too late is the problem. Right. He's, right. He's absorbed in his art. He's not around the way everybody else is all the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, and has he been abroad maybe? And then he comes back and hears all this stuff and is like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah. I've got to talk to you about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's really cool how this book turns into this, um, would you call it gothic? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, gothic it's a Victorian horror, gothic. It's a gothic yeah. horror novel. Yeah. And yeah. it turns very much into that. And uh, <laughs> really you know, you're, <laughs> you're reading and, you know, and it's just like, wow, there's, yeah, Dorian just turns into this horrible person and, um, you know, just out there doing his thing, doing his thing, and then, you know, starts doing the ultimate things, you know, like murder and um, just amazing um but it was so well done so well done i just flew through it after after that it's like, oh, yeah. what's gonna happen now what are you doing <laughs> man yeah
1: and i've forgotten a lot of this stuff like you know mm-hmm. when I, I remember the thing about james is it james vane the brother yes um who comes back and is it's, I thought that was so clever of Dorian when James Vane is like, "You killed my sister." You know, she committed suicide, but you killed her. And he's like, "Oh, well, look at my face." You say that happened eighteen years ago. I could have done it. And he's like, "Oh gosh, that's right." Yeah, that Until, was
0: that was so good. Yeah, yeah. How could I possibly be that? I'm I'm eighteen years old for heaven's sakes. Yeah,
1: yeah
0: or whatever age he looked. You know, right? That was it was really yeah. That was perfect. In um. Yeah. Until he runs into that woman who's Thought who he finally Dorian was going to have ruined. a consequence. Finally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he's like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> and then he starts catching up with him again.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't know how this is true, but it's true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh. It doesn't matter how yeah. it happened. And then the whole thing of, um, you know, Dorian, not Dorian, sorry, Basil, really is trying to um, get, he never gives up on Dorian. Mm -hmm. He never does. Yeah, yeah, even after he's seen the picture (coughs) and he understands what it means. And he's like, my God, if it is true, he exclaimed, and then he's looking at the portrait, and this is what you've done with your life, why you must be worse even than those who talk against you fancy you to be. He held the light up again to the canvas and examined it. The surface seemed to be quite undisturbed, and as he had left it, it was from within, apparently, that the foulness and horror had come. Through some strange quickening of inner life, the leprosies of sin were slowly eating the thing away. The rotting of a corpse and a watery grave was not so fearful. Hmm. And then he says, Good God, Dorian, what a lesson, what an awful lesson. There was no answer, but he could hear the young man sobbing at the window pray, Dorian, pray, he murmured. What is it that one was taught to say in one's boyhood? Lead us not into temptation. Forgive us our sins. Wash away our iniquities. Let us say that together. Hmm. The prayer of your pride has been answered. The prayer of your repentance will be also. I worshiped you too much. I am punished for it. You worshiped yourself too much. We are both punished.
0: <laughs> and mm. then, of
1: course, um, yes, uh, Dorian says it's too late, and he's like, "It's never too late. Let's kneel and try to remember a prayer." Yes, well done. <laughs> yeah, isn't there a verse somewhere that your sins be? A... <laughs> isn't there a verse somewhere that your sins be a scarlet? Yet I will make them white as snow. And there is. <laughs> and he's like, "No, no, let's just keep doing it. Let's do it." Mm-hmm. And Dorian looks at the portrait, and then he feels this complete hatred of Basil come over him and he's like, Oh, there's a knife I used to cut this cord with the other day. <laughs> and he kills him. And
0: he kills him, yeah.
1: And for Basil. Incredible
0: scene. Incredible.
1: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. the complete rejection of of somebody who truly cares about him and loves him and but it's he has um he by his continual devotion to evil, he has gotten rid of every trace of an attraction to good. You yeah. Know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: right. it's kind of that, it's that testimony to the fact that we become <laughs> what we practice, right? You try to yeah. practice the virtues. You might not get it all the way there, but little by little, you get a little stronger in them. You get a little better. You can try to be even better still. But you know, you just let yourself go give into temptation, and that's the easy path. Mm-hmm. And it's almost impossible to say no to the smallest thing after a while.
0: Yeah. Because it seems so, um, I don't know, doesn't seem like it's wrong.
1: Yeah, it's inconsequential. It's like, yeah, such I, a little yeah, thing. That's
0: a great word, inconsequential. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's profound. Um
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Lisa, you know, I, I imagine people read into it what they'd like um but it's it's very profound i found anyway it's it's just a perfect metaphor this this well, picture yeah
1: yes and you know so dorian gray is it's really also as i had said kind of at the last end of the last podcast it's also in many ways tied to Oscar Wilde as an author. You can definitely appreciate it without knowing anything about him. But you know, he had um he had a personality and a spirit that everybody loved. He was um he was a huge celebrity. He was very witty. I mean, and meaning he was clever, but he was also intelligent. He was a glittering conversationalist. He, was, he had a flamboyant dressing style. He would go, I think he went on a big speaking tour in America and people just flocked to see him. He was so clever and fun. And um, he was part of the aesthetic or aestheticism and slash decadent movement, as we said, which was art for art's sake and no inner meaning. And eventually it turned into like almost like you would think of performance artists these days. People just Mm -hmm. embraced excess and artificiality. And because um, there, I was listening to an in our time on the decadent movement. I don't know if you had a chance to do that or yeah, not, but yeah, yeah. Very so they were talking. Yeah. To, yeah, they were talking about one person who they were describing how he dressed, and they went, and his hair was tinged green. And I went, <laughs> I thought people only did that now. <laughs> yeah, made their hair really weird colors. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, they were really out there. So um, then, when you think about it his life had all these elements. And he clearly was struggling with, when you read about his life, he was struggling with homosexuality, with his real attraction to the Catholic Church. I mean, he was baptized when he was young. I was reading Hmm. this when he was a baby. His mother didn't really practice it, but she had him and his siblings baptized. Hmm. But at the end of his life, he was trying to Enter the Catholic Church and everybody's like, Oh no, I don't think you're right for us, you know. (laughs) And so he yeah, he I would say he probably at that point suffered a bapt or went through a baptism of desire, which is Mm -hmm. God will take that into account. Yes. You know, right. Because just because no human would give it to you doesn't mean God won't give it to you. But he had a deathbed rebaptism and the priest wouldn't give him the Eucharist, but he took him through confession and he said he wasn't really conscious but he could see he was kind of responding so he said, i could tell he could hear me and he was attentive inwardly and everything so mm-hmm. it was all very sad all the things he went through in his life after um he mistakenly thought that he could bring a criminal libel suit against the father who was a very wealthy lord of his of oscar wilde's lover mm. And unfortunately, a lot of the witnesses kind of gave testimony that went, it probably wasn't libel, it probably was fairly accurate, mm-hmm. or they were influenced or whatever. And so, that got dropped, and then the Lord went, really? Because you've corrupted my son. I am suing you for this, because you can go to jail for this, pal. Hmm. And he did.
2: Wow. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then everybody was rejecting him in many ways. So,
0: hmm.
1: he, he was really conflicted.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. How long? I mean, so he was in jail for a few years. I think is that right?
1: Yeah. And then let me just
0: did he do things see. after that? I wonder.
1: Yeah. Let me. And this see. was before that, right? Yeah. Let uh-huh. me
0: look real quick. Okay. I meant
1: to have that Wikipedia page up, and I didn't.
0: Or I can open it as well. Like
1: no, right there, you. <laughs> I, mean, I can open it. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. So he wrote. You said he wrote this in eighteen ninety. Eighteen
0: ninety. Yeah.
1: Okay, so he died in, well let's see, this says that he was in jail for gross indecency with men, gosh he had to go through two more trials for that was convicted to two years hard labor, which was the maximum penalty. So from 1895 to 1897. Okay. During his last year in prison, he wrote Du Profundus, published posthumously in 1905. And let's see, once he got out of jail. Oh, and that is a letter that discusses his spiritual journey through his trials, Hmm. forming a dark counterpoint to his earlier philosophy of pleasure though i would say um yes he was living the philosophy of pleasure but in this book he clearly shows he knows <laughs> there's something at the bottom of it that's yeah. not quite right interesting yeah, yeah. so it says, so,
0: says here in on wikipedia um by the 25th of november 1900 wild had developed meningitis then called cerebral meningitis Robbie Ross arrived on 29 November, sent for a priest, and Wilde was conditionally baptized into the Catholic Church by Father Cuthbert Dunn. And it says, a Passionist priest from Dublin. I don't know what a Passionist is.
1: It says, they're officially named the Congregation of the Passion of Jesus Christ. They're a clerical religious congregation of pontifical right for men, which means nothing to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But devoted to the passion of jesus christ. So mm. Okay. I, we'd have to look into that yeah.
0: further. But Fascinating, anyway. though. Yeah.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and um Yeah, and so the priest wrote down about it. And that's the stuff I was kind of talking about, yeah. about just a second yeah. ago is all that. That's but, great. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Very, very, Let's very see. interesting. Um Yeah, so Dorian Gray was written in 1890, like 10 years before well 5 years before he started being on a trial and stuff
1: yeah and so the funny thing about it really is that he as i said he's living this lifestyle it, but he wrote this book mm-hmm. and this book has the in, or the pr- uh, preface of art is just art <laughs> doesn't mean anything this book is just written to be this book you know kind of thing but by the end that's clearly not true
0: yeah clearly he's making
1: a point about the damage this this kind of living and thinking and seeking out anything without consequence of you know is it good or evil does it hurt other people how is it hurting me Mm -hmm. um and the danger of what you read that little yellow book that lord henry gives yes out. right he has done up in a, a, buys all these copies and has them done up in different covers to phrase yeah, different moods right. it's yeah. just it sounds like it's just foul oh
0: the importance just, of what you let in right
1: right Yeah. that's exactly right and so and parts of parts of i don't know if it was this book i think it was parts of the serialized thing were used in some of these trials but of course he was making other points, also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how it was used, of course, because I haven't yeah. read that. Yeah, but, it's interesting. Um, you know,
0: this novel is, you know, a lot of times you try to read stuff in, like, um, about the author's life, and you know, I, I've seen so many times that you know when you have uh, a character that says something vile, that uh, somebody would attribute that to the author. And I'm like, I don't think that that's the author's personal opinion. Right, you right. know, But here, it does really seem to be very connected to him. And in fact, um, so uh, I see that uh, Oscar Wilde wrote in an 1894 letter, it says in this post, uh, The picture of Dorian Gray contains much of me in it. Basil Hallward is what I think I am. Lord Henry, what the world thinks of me. Uh, And Dorian is what I would like to be in other ages, perhaps. Make of that what you think. I don't know. Yeah. Dorian, at what stage of life?
1: (laughs) I feel like the early parts. Well, yeah, because it's the thing Mm -hmm. where I feel like, um, well, even the parts where he's saying, no, I'm going to go back and do the right thing.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: You know, the the parts where he struggles, I just look That's at this and I think about Oscar yeah. Wilde and I think about, you know, how conflicted he was probably in his life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, he was a bigger-than-life personality, obviously enjoyed a lot, but he had to struggle with all this stuff, mm-hmm. especially since he was attached to his faith in whatever way. Um, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So it makes me just, I feel sorry for him. I feel like he was... <sighs> A crazy mixed-up kid, you know.
0: <laughs> sure, Who, it's it's yeah. tough.
1: It, yeah, um, it's like knowing a young man in his late teens or early twenties who's just full of life and exuberance and going off and making all kinds of terrible mistakes, but you know he's good at heart. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about Oscar Wilde.
0: Yeah, and that is uh, how he wrote *Dorian Gray*, isn't it?
1: You yeah,
0: know? He's, he's like at the I'm beginning, going especially. To, yeah, I'm going to do better. You know, after. After Sybil Vane, you know that, yeah. gosh, how many times have I said that to myself?
1: <laughs> From here forward,
0: no more this. Yeah, right, yeah.
1: exactly. And it's
0: just like, no.
1: And I'll, yeah. and I'll do it this time. Yeah. And you manage to not do it three times, and then there's that fourth time, and then you're just like, <laughs> okay, well, I didn't do it three times. That's, That's right. something. <laughs> Going for four next that time. That should be a win. Yeah, I call that exactly. A win.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, the funny thing, too, is I was realizing... So the book says don't give art. Art has no meaning. It just should be beautiful. This Mm -hmm. art is just beautiful. But Basil and Dorian give that painting too much meaning. Yeah, they do. And Mm. so the painting reflects his soul because of that. And so therefore giving art too much meaning is very dangerous. Hmm. So in that sense, This is also about how the preface is right. The story proves the preface wrong, but it also proves the preface right.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Do you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. I
1: don't know if I'm right. Maybe I'm mixed up. You could tell me.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, there's something to that. And then, you know, how the book ends, you know, with the the knife knife to the picture.
1: He did not think that through. Yeah.
0: And he ended up killing (laughs) himself, you know, so that it really was connected to him. And the picture restored itself to all its youth and beauty, it says. Yeah.
1: And he's lying on the floor. Mm -hmm. They didn't even recognize him except by the rings on his hands. Mm -hmm. Because he was how he should have looked, but with a knife through his heart. Yeah. Wow. Now we're talking. Huh?
0: Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Its mere memory had marred many moments of joy. It had been like conscience to him. Yes, it had been conscience. He would destroy it. You know, doesn't want that conscience.
1: Yeah. Hmm. He is still busy denying any culpability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And he'll just ignore it. Now, why he thought that meant that he was going to be fine afterward, I don't know. But he wasn't thinking. He wasn't thinking
0: straight. I just love Oscar Wilde's writing, you know. He looked round and saw the knife that had stabbed Basil Hallward. The knife that had stabbed. It wasn't him who stabbed. Oh, yeah. Right? And then it says, he had cleaned it many times till there was no stain left upon it. I mean, the sense means so much. And then it was bright and glistened. As it had killed the painter, so it would kill the painter's work. And all that it meant. Wow, it's just... Great, yeah.
1: And in that sense, Dorian is like that knife, right? It's been cleaned many Ooh, times.
0: Yeah.
1: So you, there's no stain on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It stains all on the picture.
0: Right. That's right. I love that. Yep. Well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and if I continue on there, it says, uh, it would kill the past, and when that was dead, he would be free. It would kill wow. this monstrous soul life, and without its hisiest warnings, he would be at peace. He sees the thing and stabbed the picture with it, so yeah, he's going about it wrong, <laughs> right yeah. you know he's he can be forgiven um but what he's trying to do is he's
1: going about it wrong he's got the wrong goal he's got the wrong goal, yep. Yeah? It's not that I'll take responsibility for what I've done and be sorry for it, as Basil counseled him. Mm -hmm. It is, I'll destroy it, and then no one will know. It'll be fine.
0: Right, which is doing it for the wrong reason, which you had done earlier, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And it showed in the picture. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Gosh, brilliant. Oh, man. So good. It's just really, really good.
1: Well, I figured we, you know, it's going to be Halloween this month in yeah. October, and I, uh, I couldn't believe we hadn't read this because yeah. this is one of the last of these classic uh, scary tales. Yes. So.
0: Yep, and I'm very, very happy to have read it. So oh, I get I'm so glad. One. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I've I've begun to you know long ago. I trust Julie a hundred percent.
1: So oh, my gosh. He's like,
0: I'm just going to keep going through this, and then suddenly, boom. <laughs> it is awesome. Oh,
1: yeah. you foolish fool. No, thank you. I mean, thank you. That's
0: very
1: kind. It just You just gave me license to visit all kinds of terrible books on you, but okay. Well, I'm very
2: excited. Yeah. Very excited.
1: Oh, goodness. I love yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. I
1: know. I feel like we've kind of jumped around, but, you mm-hmm. know... Um, it's funny because there aren't that many big plot points.
0: Yeah. Jeez.
1: We've hit most of them. Well, the the whole many... thing
0: is what's in between, you know, it's, it, there's just, right. we could talk about I mean, I saw podcasts that were like Dorian Gray in 10 one hour episodes, <laughs> which is like longer than the book yeah. is if it was an audiobook. So yeah. it was like, um, there's just a lot here. There's a lot of philosophy here. Um, just a lot to think about. We've barely touched it.
1: Oh yeah, this yeah. this is a cursory look, mm-hmm. but we're hitting the big points. You we know? are
0: we're we're hitting the story part of it. You know the,
1: yeah. the, and
0: it is a really like you said gothic horror novel, and uh, <laughs> it's great. It it's really good. It,
1: it is wonderful, but there is a lot to think about, and that makes it also eminently rereadable.
0: Yes, I would say so. Yeah. I mean even I've now just, just flipping through the Kindle as we were talking, I'm just seeing all kinds of things and you're like, wow. Yeah. It's it's definitely gonna be reread.
1: Yeah, it's I think this might be my third or fourth time reading it. Mm. And you know, of course you remember the big points, but even then I didn't remember things like he fell out of love with Sybil because of her acting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I just remembered he fell out of love with her and she committed suicide. I didn't remember why. And that was one of the key points of what was going on.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, because there
1: aren't that many also main characters. There are a lot of extra people. Like, you know, so-and-so, she's giving a dinner party, and so they're all going to talk about these things. Mm. Or, you know, and it'll bring Lord Henry and um, Dorian together or something like that, or they'll talk about some other thing. But Mm -hmm. um, as you say, a lot of things are happening in there, but you do have to be patient with it. Mm-hmm. Because he will go off on these these things where the decadence is being examined from the way Dorian's living. As you said, there's that whole section where, <laughs> and then Dorian went and did this for yeah. a year, and then he did call that, for a call year. that the
0: montage. Because, yeah, yes. That's, <laughs> <that> was,
1: yeah, <laughs> There was One perfect. music
0: would be playing over that montage. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it was so descriptive.
0: Yeah, it really you was. You could
1: just see him glorying in the language when he's mm. writing that.
0: Yeah.
1: It's very evocative.
0: Very so yeah. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for another good one. Nice. Yeah, nice very Halloween welcome. feel. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I was thinking um one of the other things this this makes me think of is we talked about being careful in influences. Mhm. But I think we also have to be careful in our friendships.
0: Yeah. That's really we important, have to, isn't
1: it? Yeah, we I'll have people, uh, well, maybe this is just me. You know, you have somebody where you meet this friend, you're a little more thoughtful when you talk to them. You meet this other friend, and they're they're more wild, and you just have more fun then, or whatever. And you kind of have to just make sure that you're not running into any Lord Harrys or Mm. Henrys.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and when you know your Lord Henry is not a good person... Be strong, yeah. yeah, well, God says that, doesn't he, or you know in the in the new testament if if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off, I think that that's mm-hmm. the kind of thing that it means, mhm, yeah, you know it's like the things that are around you, the things that you're letting in, the things that are you're letting be part of you, be strong enough to know when you know that this is not helping you or is hurting you, let it go, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. I mean, I have, I can't remember if we've ever talked about this, but after I became Christian, I actually had to get rid of a couple of books that I really loved before. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And it's not mm-hmm. that they, you know, there wasn't anything vile in them like the yellow book, but mm-hmm. there were things where I was like, wow, well, now I'm rereading this favorite book and realizing everything it espouses as a way of living and life and everything is. Exactly opposite mm. from what I now know to be true. Yeah, that's fascinating.
0: And you know, it's it, to me, it's part of what this podcast is all about: is reading things without putting down those Catholic lenses. You know, yeah. where you you read something, and not everything we read is going to be a hundred percent, um, you know, of our worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, that's what we see in it. You know.
1: There are plenty of things that are, um, you know, just light entertainment or we're like you say, we're reading things. And you're like, well, this part isn't great, but look at this part mm-hmm. or here or we take the negative example from it. Right.
2: Right. right. right.
1: Um, but these two books were, I don't know, they were they were kind of just entertaining. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't know. I can't really describe it. Mm. But I just read them and went. I'm never going to reread these. I can't enjoy them anymore. Yeah. And it wasn't because I was being all prissy or anything like that. It was just, I was like, the, all the fun has gone out of them. Because mm-hmm. everything in here is so backwards.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And then I guess the writing wasn't good enough to hold me at that point. There so. you go. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Super interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Life- Life is a, a river. <laughs>
1: <You> <laughs> wow. Have, I can't, see, almost, I, yeah, I'm,
0: not, I'm no Oscar Wilde. What can yes, I say?
1: So, so, sounds like a, a deepism to me. And you, <laughs> life
0: is a river. Life is a river, right.
1: You cast things onto the side? Is that what you're saying? I don't know what's <laughs> going on here. Sometimes you have
0: to. <laughs> okay. Sometimes you have Throw to. Throw things
1: out of the boat? Is that it? I mean... <laughs>
0: Oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Life is a box of chocolates, and some of them oh, just aren't oh, good. No.
1: Please stop. Oh, it hurts. It hurts.
0: <laughs> oh, fun. I love it.
1: Oh, my gosh. Too
0: good. Too good. Oh, all The right. only
1: thing I like less than that story is the Indian version of that story.
0: <laughs> oh they my did gosh. an Indian version of the same show. They sure did. Yeah. Amir Khan, Fine. you know,
1: the great nice. actor from Lagan and yes. all that stuff. <laughs> but. And he was as good as ever, but they just couldn't make it. I mean, it was fine. Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. perfectly fine. <laughs> but I already didn't really love horse Gump. And then just watching this, I was like, oh, no. Oh, I see. There's Captain oh. Dan, kind of. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. But just for me, it didn't work. I That's think for great. India, it didn't work that much either. Very good. And I have to look it up.
0: Yep. Uh, oh, cool.
1: Well, all right. Well,
0: what is coming up for us? As we move into October.
1: Oh, yes, because it will be a more Halloween-y kind mm-hmm. of a movie.
0: Yeah. It is called Memento. Ooh. Yes, and I've seen that. I'm looking forward to talking about that.
1: Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one that I watched with Rose, I think. and went, oh, my gosh, this is so intense. And then I went, well, I'm never watching that again. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Tom and uh, Hannah were somewhere, so they came back and we went, You have to watch this. So I watched it again. Him, and now I picked it for the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's it's great. It's so good.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. It's going to be fun. Love it. Yep. Love it. Well, good. Yep. All right. Well, thanks again for this book. Oh, uh, glad you liked yes. it. And thanks, everyone, for listening.
1: Yes, and we'll talk to you again in a couple weeks with something else equally dark. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) So enjoy. Perfect. (laughs) 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 Goodbye, (laughs) all. Okay, goodbye.